Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle I got to set it early too, didn't I? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen to this podcast. Y'all, wow, it's already February and I feel like January blew past, partly because I was super busy, but the other part was because I feel like I didn't do everything I was supposed to do yet and I feel like that's a problem. (laughs) Do any... Do any of you out there feel like you just blinked and it was already February? I guess that's what happens when you get older or what happens when you get busier. So I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail uh, this morning, but I just feel like January blew past. Anyways, if you're listening for the first time, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And I thank you. This is a personal motivation podcast that tackles the head and heart issues that hold you back and hold you up. Rather that be something you're going through this week, this month, this year, or even something you're trying to pursue. We are here to encourage your heart and to give you peaceful and positive perspective to get through whatever that obstacle or hurdle is. These episodes are recorded in 20 minutes or less to help provide that peaceful and positive perspective so you can get back to your busy life. So without further ado, we welcome you and we hope you enjoy this episode As for the rest of you, if you've been here, you know how I feel about you. It is total love. It is all love. And I really thank you. And I really appreciate you. Y'all have been through it with me through my raspy voice and all. And I got to tell you, if you're willing to see me at my worst, then I know that you can definitely see me when I'm feeling great and at my best. And so (laughs) like last week, hello, I'm going to call a therapist. So I'm not saying that's a low point, but we get pretty intimate in here. Um, But um, yes, happy Wednesday, good people. It's it's that time again. It's always that time again. Sometimes I can't wait for Wednesdays. And then when Wednesdays creep up on me, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's Wednesday. And so again, it just is interesting how I think about my weeks now. Um. But hey, did you guys get a chance to watch uh, the Super Bowl? I don't even know what number this is. It's like Super Bowl, what, 51, 52, 50? I don't know. I may be a few years behind on that one. But did y'all watch the Super Bowl, the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs? Now, the quarterbacks for each of those teams was 49ers had uh, Garoppolo. I may be saying his name wrong. And the 49ers has my boy Mahomes. Now, I just, uh, I could say so much about Patrick Mahomes, my homies, right? But at the end of the day, I call him the comeback king because it's just, he sets himself up to make grand comebacks. He's just, he's exhibited his leadership on the field. Now, I'm not going to get into all the technicalities, like why would you put yourself in, in the weeds or why would you put yourself behind like that or whatever. But I just know that this guy has a way of bringing his team back. So I absolutely love my home. So I tip my hat that they won this past weekend. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert, but I mean, 
whether you're a football fan or not, like everybody can get down with a good halftime show, right? Well, <laughs> what about the halftime show? Did y'all watch it? Did you like it? What were your feedback? J-Lo and Shakira, like how, how, like it's due for entertainment, right? Wait, right? Uh, let me guess. Just didn't do it for you, did it? Or they were just showing too much skin. Maybe it was too PG and it wasn't PG-13 enough. See, can we all just get along with the entertainment? Like, if I really think about it, like last year, y'all ain't like Maroon 5. You're like, oh, those dudes were whack. Okay, let's go back another year. Y'all y'all had questions about JT, Justin Timberlake. Oh, he's falling off. His stuff is old. I'm tired of him. Okay, let's go a year back. Y'all y'all thought Lady Gaga was doing too much uh, with her public demonstration of equality and liberate and liberation, liberating people who, you know, uh feel underserved or underrepresented. But uh yeah, y'all thought she was doing too much then. Then if we go back another year, y'all turn the lights off on Beyonce and Coldplay, but really Beyonce, because she shut it down and 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 the circuits were all jacked up for like half the show. And then Katy Perry, uh, even a year before that, a year before Beyonce and Coldplay, Katy Perry, it was all good. She had a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of pop. She brought out Missy Elliott and it was fire. And y'all was out here saying, who's that new artist? Katy Perry puts everybody on talking about Missy Elliott. Like, well, doggone. Y'all ain't never happy. Now y'all talking about J-Lo and Shakira too. But the only thing I can say about that is J-Lo at 50. She was doing dance moves and like squats in those five inch heels studded in glitz and glam at 50. <laughs> I don't know if I can even think about doing that without my knees crumbling to the ground <laughs> at 50. Wow. Like I was just so impressed. So y'all over there hating and I'm over there in awe and wonder like, how can I make my knees do that? <laughs> without without hurting or needing a hand from somebody to help me up. But anyways, all right, I'm already going down the rabbit trail, but I thought that was I thought it was interesting. I really liked it. I really really did. So listen, I I mean, it kept me smiling and I didn't have to get up and go get something to eat. That's a good indicator of a good half halftime show. So, I was I gave it two thumbs up. Not that anyone's asking my opinion, right? So speaking of the Super Bowl, did y'all have any favorite commercials? Like, were you digging the Bill Murray Groundhog Day one? I think that was like voted like one of the favorites. Or did you like, you know, Google Help Me Remember? That was very sentimental and very caring. And I really enjoyed that one. But my favorites, like my total favorites, were the uh, the Oikos yogurt, the bubble butt, like seeing all the players work out. The bubble butt, like I really enjoyed that one. Hair flip. The other one I really liked was the, uh, what was it? Intuit tax service. It's like everybody, 
all people are tax people and they're like doing the like little leg dance. I thought that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I kind of like the, um, the Atai Pots. I don't, I can't think of his name, but he's a comedian. He, uh, if you guys know about like the shows that are the best kept secrets, um, one of the shows is it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It, if you've not seen it, it is an incredible show. Like it's super funny. It's super like the humor is a little off color. So be warned. Um, but I absolutely love it. Little Danny DeVito is always screaming at somebody about something and they always find themselves in predicaments that are like, what? But it's hilarious. So I enjoy watching that show. So it's the comedian from that show. And again, I don't know his name, but he got a like a little ketchup stain on him and he kept talking about, I need to do laundry now. And they said later, later, later. And all these occurrences kept happening to where they're like, no, you need to do it later. And so I really like that sequence of, of commercials like they had the butt light like night laughing at him because he was like messy or something it was just I really enjoyed it so anyways those are my favorites love to hear your favorites uh, because those are really cool but um you know uh, uh, more things happening you know and within the last week is like politics like how about politics I mean y'all beware it's coming it's 2020 it's an election year my goodness we're gonna start we're going to start, our televisions are going to start becoming bombarded with scare ads. And what do I mean by scare ads? Those ads that are intended to scare you to vote. Like if you don't vote, your car is going to blow up. Or if you don't vote, they're going to steal your stuff. Or, you know, like, man, can you make it less scary? Just can we be educated, informed voters? Like, do you have to scare me into it? Uh, so I always, I really don't appreciate those. Like I'll be um, <laughs> like getting ready in the morning or something, like get myself together to get out of the door. And I get out of the door pretty early in the morning, but like all of a sudden you'll just hear this music and you'll be like, dang, is it doomsday about to happen? You're like, oh, wait, I didn't turn it on a scary film. But it's all the political ads that keep coming across. And you're like, oh, man, it's that time. So beware, friends. It's happening. It's going to happen. It's 2020. So and it's going to start ramping up here soon. OK. All right. Off my soapbox. I'm, ramp. I'm, rum- I'm, I'm mumbling. So I'll get to it. Um, an update from last week, uh, you know, because I did talk about calling doctors and managing and self-care and I'm starting that process. Um, I actually have quite a few doctor's appointments lined up so I can start getting myself back on track for the care and at least to make sure that everything, if I'm feeling a certain way, it's not because something's actually broken on me, like needs fixing. Um, And if it is, I'm actually getting the care that I need to uh, move forward. So I'm really excited. And there's actually been a lot of weight lifted uh, because I'm taking on the pursuit to to be seen and to be examined. And it's not that it's a bad thing or anything like that. But I, I really do feel like at times, I, you know, I can power through certain things like it's a mind over matter thing. And all I'm doing in the long run is hurting myself for not getting the care that one, I deserve to have, but two, that I should be making the time to treat myself to, 
Just like I would treat myself to a nice dinner and a glass of wine or two or three if I had the money for it. Um, I too should be taking that extra expenditure to making sure that the wheels on the bus aren't falling off. Right. And I'm talking in reference to like my body. Um, so I'm really excited that I'm, I'm starting that pursuit in self-care um, because I think it'll really help me manage through probably one of the toughest seasons that I have coming up. And that's here in the roadmap to 2020 graduation. So that's really exciting for me, but I don't want to stumble across this finish line. I want to be able to run the race, finish strong and be exasperated at the end. Right. But also know that I took care of myself in the process. So there's that. Um, and you know, there's more to come on that. So just hang tight with me. If you're following along, this is helpful. You know, sometimes it brings awareness to your own self and your own self care. So, and I hope to do that. Like if that, if you can learn from me, then why not? Um, but you know, it may not be like that for everybody. So we'll see. Happy Black History Month. Another thing that's happening now that is February, Black History Month. So my little side note on that is while I enjoy learning about black historians and current people in the community that are of color doing some amazing things, just simply this, if you know somebody that's black and ha- and happening to celebrate them, just give them a nice little hand clap, especially because Valentine's Day is approaching. So why not spread the love? There we go. Yay. Flowers for everybody. Right. Moving. <laughs> doing too much. I already know. Thank you. <clears throat> but to finish out our week or month, uh, you know, I, I was going to talk about this last week, uh, but the unexpected and tragic incident of what happened to uh, Kobe and the other passengers helicopter was just so devastating that I felt like I couldn't move on with finishing this out. So I hope you forgive me. Uh, we talked about the series of how to prioritize the key F's in your life. So instead of thinking F is in failure, think of it as, as new year, new you. How about resetting the tide on your family, friends, finances, faith, and fitness. Those all five of those things were embodied into one series that was briefly interrupted to make light or to, um, shed a light on, you know, some of the pop culture tragedies that we experienced last week. Um, so anyways, to quickly highlight the, the F and finances is just, I mean, good people. I went from no interviews because in the series I was interviewing experts in the area. So I went from no interviews all last year, all 2019 to boom, five in a row, pow, check me out. Right. And that was super exciting. And I actually had an interview set up to talk about this too, but it fell through. And I, I mean, I dropped the ball on some things and since I'm straight human, sometimes I drop the ball and, and even though I'm super determined, it happens. So, and when I say it happens, the failure to deliver and I don't feel all caught up about it. I just know that you guys get to see me deliver and you see it firsthand, but you also get to see me stumble a little bit. And part of that is the reality of you walking on this journey with me that I invite you to be on. And so just because it's not happening today, doesn't mean it's not, not happening. As my friend coach T over at nerd nation says, delay not deny so maybe it's just not the right time 
but that doesn't mean it's a no forever. So coach T at nerd nation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but if we're going to tie a bow on this last F in our lives is that demonizing word finances. Now here's the thing. We're either really good at it or really bad at it. But one thing I know to be true for a lot of people is that it's a scary topic because it tells us a story that we don't wish to hear. What? You ain't got no money or you could afford to do some less things. And that's always so hard to hear, right? Because you could be totally fine and comfortable and just out here living your best life. Now, that phrase is is a little bit tricky, so you have to be careful. You can live your best life without spending all your money. But a consumerist society will tell you that you have to buy a lot of things to live your best life. Nobody wants to live their best life broke. Well, okay, it's all wrapped in your mindset. And so instead of bringing an interview on, I went to the next best thing that I had, Susie Orman. Have you guys ever heard of her? She's a woman in the finance industry. She's been on Oprah several, several times. She has her own uh, show that I think appears on CNN. And I take a lot of my financial coaching from her, even though I don't know her personally, because there's some really good nuggets that she gives. Now, granted, Susie Orman's net worth is approximately 50 million and mine is not. It's still good to take expert advice from people who live it and know that that process exists instead of from somebody that hasn't saved anything trying to tell me how the process looks, right? So if I don't know anyone in my close circles, I can at least research it, right? Um, But 2020 finances, repeat after me, save something now. Oh, you thought I was playing? No, repeat after me, save something now. Go ahead. You're, you might be in the car. You might be at your desk, but it's okay. You could say it like not loud, but you could say it loud enough so you can hear it. Go ahead. I encourage you. My squeaky voice and all. Save something now. That's what I'm talking about. Good job. And pat yourself on the back later. Now, if you tell yourself in this moment, I can't afford to save. This is exactly why you can't afford not to save. And I'm going to bring in a little clip from Susie Orman and what she says. And she gave this advice seven years back. And out of some of the stuff that she continues to share, it's almost like she shares the same information. But why is she still operating with such pizzazz and such finesse is because we have a hard time hearing or heeding the advice. And so for as long as people are managing money and making those mistakes, she will always have an avenue to be relevant. And finances or your money flow is always relevant because it's in direct control of how you live. And so she has a quick quote before I go into the clip. She has a quick quote that says, you are never powerful in life until you are powerful over your own money. And I thought that was so deep because um, in some of the clips or in some of her feedback, she'll say, show me your wallet and I can tell you the entire story of your life. And you almost scratch your head and you're like, how? But it's really true. Where you spend your money is truly where your treasure is, is what you value. Because think of it this way. 
there's a lot of people out here fundraising and they love your idea. They love your idea. They love your idea until you ask them to give you money for it. And then all of a sudden it's uh there's an excuse or a restriction associated with it, right? So people only place their money where their heart is or what they're passionate about. And so again, if you take her quote and say, I'll, I'll tell you everything about your life. If you show me your wallet, truly the things that you're spending on are the things that you say you value the most. So, okay. All right. So let's say we take that advice. Let's listen to this quick clip. So Susie, we well know that when it comes to making a budget and dealing with budgets, there are so many people, so many of our viewers who have absolutely no idea where to begin. What would you tell them? Here's what I would tell them. Are you kidding me? A budget? A budget is like a diet. A diet, you lose 20 pounds, you gain 30. A budget, you restrict and you restrict and you restrict and then all of a sudden, AJ, before you even know it, you go into a store and you walk out with seven pairs of jeans. So it's never about budgeting. It's about being in control of your money. Here's the real problem. People don't know how much money they have coming in. They don't know how much money they have going out. They don't have a clue where they stand today. And you can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you are. So you first have to figure out, do you have enough money coming in? Where's your money going? What are you wasting it on? And then rather than budgeting, just make little changes in your life. If you get your hair cut every four weeks, get it cut every six. If you go out to eat once a week, go out to eat every two weeks. Do little things, but not where you feel like you're restricting yourself. Otherwise, you're going to blow it big time. So all of that brings up the idea of wants and needs. Yes. Because sometimes it's hard to differentiate. I mean, a lot of people will say, you know what? I need an iPhone because if I don't have that iPhone, I won't be able to stay in touch with my work associates. And personally, I, I would say I need a boat because I'll go crazy if I don't get to get out on the water. All right. We can fool ourselves all we want between needs and want. We can play the psychological word game between the difference between a need and a want. But if you don't have an eight-month emergency fund, if you aren't fully funding your retirement account, if you have credit card debt, if you're behind on payments, if your student loan is in deferment, or even in default. You better get serious with your life and you know what a need is. You need to buy food at a grocery store for you to eat. You do not need to go to a restaurant. You need gasoline in your car possibly to get to work. You don't need gasoline in your car to go skiing. So you can fool yourself all you want. But in the end, the only person that you are hurting is you. So if you don't have money, you should only buy needs. You have to buy needs because you need it. If you just give up your wants, you'd be amazed how your life turns around. So you're talking about things that people need to do to take care of debt, to pay off things that are hanging over their head perhaps. But what about saving for the future? Which should be the number one priority? Because that's, that's a debate I hear all the time. Well, I, I know I should really be paying off that college loan, but I have nothing saved for tomorrow. When it comes to college loans, I am here to tell you, college loans are the most dangerous debt you could have of any kind of debt out there. More dangerous than mortgage debt, um, IRS debt, credit card debt. Why? Because in most cases, student loan debt is not dischargeable in bankruptcy. So if you just stop paying it, all of a sudden you watch 20000 grow to 40000 grows to 80000 grows to 100000 and that's when they come knocking on your door.
because they want you to get further in debt because they can garnish your Social Security check if they want to. So when it comes to certain debt, such as student loan debt, you better pay your student loan debt before you are even saving for an emergency fund. If it's one or the other, debt has to be your choice. But why do you all have to be all or nothing investors? Why can't you, if you have $100, split it? $50 towards debt, $50 towards savings. But that's not how we think about money, but right. we sure need to. That was crazy. Like, it's so crazy. You know, I like how she said, you know, you, we can argue all day about needs versus wants, but when you really boil down your needs, I mean, really, all we need is cereal and ramen noodles to get by or some vegetables or something to get by, right? But sometimes we want more than that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting more, desiring more. It's just, can we manage ourselves accordingly to what our long-term goals are? Um, and so she had three quick call outs, um, that, you know, the, just through the research that I've, I've acquired and that I thought I'd share with you today. So these are her three tips for how to get ahead in 2020, um, according to Susie Orman. So the first one is start with having a set amount transferred from your checking account to your savings account every time you get paid. And she says, if you do this already, then add $25 to the amount that you're currently transferring over. So for instance, if every pay period you take $100 from checking and you put it to your savings account, instead of $100, now do $125, right? Her second tip, the trick to sticking with a goal is to break it down in steps. For instance, Saving $25 four times is a lot easier than saving $100 once. And when you think about it, it's so true. Have a big goal, but have little steps to get there. So if my goal is to save $1,000. It's harder to stumble upon $1,000. But if I manage to save $50 to $100, then it becomes a little more feasible. Right? Third tip, pay down your credit cards. Third tip, pay down your credit cards. Your credit score impacts a lot of your financial life. Now, within that tip, she says, pay your bills on time, even if it's the minimum payment, because on-time payments represent 35% of your total credit score. So, if you can't make any more than the minimum payment, at least just pay on time, pay on time. And then the other subset to that tip, to that tip number three is another 30% of your credit score is based on your debt to credit ratio. What is a debt to credit ratio? The combined value of your credit card balances, so how much you owe on your credit cards, compared to your overall amount of credit that the bank gives you. So if I have a $10,000 credit card and I've used 5,000 of that credit, so I owe the credit card $5,000, then my debt to credit ratio is 50%. I'm utilizing 50% of my credit. And so the lower that number, the better the impact on your score. And so for this, 
and more. If you want more tips or if you found this interesting for your financial guidance, I would say a couple things here. We are in the age of information. So if there's anything that you want to know about anything or tips on how to, there are plenty of resources, plenty. There's no reason why we live in the age of information and you can't find what you need. You can um, listen to Susie Orman on um, uh, podcasts, wherever you subscribe to your podcast. She has, it's the Women and Money podcast, or you can find her show on CNN, the Susie Orman show. Or you can just look at her blogs, but there's so many other people out there. There's Dave Ramsey. There's, oh gosh, I can't even think. There's just so many people out there. And then of course, if you need something a little more personal or someone a little more personal to you, Google financial advisors near me and put in your zip code. You'll be able to find a laundry list of people who have put their public information out there ready for you to contact them. Go and get a consultation and see what they're asking you for and then start getting that prepared. It's a like a one-step goal thing. Before I go meet with a financial advisor, my next time, I'm going to make sure that I have this ready. And then if you need help from there, then you know who to ask or you know what to do. Um, but I would say you never have to feel like you're in this bucket alone because a lot of us struggle with it. Um, it's just how do we manage our money and where do we seek mentorship or guidance to pursue what our long-term goals are. And for some of us, that may be taking that big vacation. But for others of us, is how do I save so I'm not living paycheck to paycheck? So whatever your goals are, we need to start addressing them by getting honest about the way that we spend our finances. And finances or capital dictates a lot of the movement that we make in our personal lives and our professional lives and our just flat-out livelihood. And so... That's all I have for you guys today, good people. You know, finances are really hard to talk about. Uh, Even if you're an expert or kind of pseudo know what you're doing or not an expert at all, it gets really hard to talk about because it's intimate. It's your private money. It's what you deal with. But nobody can do this better than you. And nobody can be more real with your money than you. But most importantly, no one can achieve your goals with your money but you. And so in order for you to achieve what you want to do, you either need to seek the consulting part from an expert or start doing the research and start holding yourself accountable. Either of them are hard, but what are you willing to do and how serious is that goal? So good people, I charge you with that task. You know, if you've never looked up your credit score before, maybe look it up. There's free credit score offerings out there. If you have never taken a sample of how much money you spend in one week, keep your receipts and add them all up at the end of the week and say, man, I spent $50 on fast food this week. Man, I would love to have that in my pocket instead. Or, you know, just anything. You, We can do little things to help ourselves like that. And I think it would be very helpful, especially on your financial track in 2020. So if you like this and more, like I said, you can find Susie Orman or Google a financial advisor near you. And uh, until this time next week, let's do some homework. Let's try to get on top of that. Let's start to get real with ourselves about where our goals are. Because a lot of the way we move in our dreams and in our provisions of what we're trying to do is dictated around the capital that we have. And that's just the flat out truth. So until then, I'll talk to you guys later. 
I love you guys. I hope you have a powerful and impactful rest of the week and do your homework. And until the next time next week, let's make it a great week. And as always, let's go.